You're listening to 66.6 FM Radio TOVH The Flush Well hey there everybody, it's me, Joe through Ashenkill You're listening to another thrilling episode of the Toilet of Hell Radio Show I'm joined as always by the good and golden boy You know him, you love him, he's the internet sweetheart He's 365 days of horror, as I call him Jordan Jordan, how are you? I am good, and I'm giving you two thumbs up because I didn't blow either one of them off with Fourth of July fireworks. <laughs> uh, folks, I'll be uh, at the ER tomorrow. Uh, looking to, uh, I'm looking to see some blown off fingies. That's that's really what I'm looking forward to the most on our nation's uh, birthday. Uh, saw some real weird shit the last couple of days, but that's not what I'm looking for. I'm looking specifically for somebody going Jason Paul Pierre mode. Um, I had, but you you could you could get people putting Roman candles up their butts too. Don't uh, discount singed buttholes. Man, I feel like putting a Roman candle in your butthole like there's an equal chance of singeing it or just completely blowing open your colon. I'm really not sure which one there. Uh, I was watching a delightful uh, video on Twitter the other day of some you know suburban family uh, lighting off a mortar shell that uh, then traveled uh, like exploded on the lawn. The explosion traveled to the bundle of fireworks stored directly underneath their SUV and then just watching everything blow up in the middle of the yard. It was a lot of fun. I can't wait. Can't wait for tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow at the hospital. I think it'll be a nice time. It's always heartwarming when the dumbest people you know do the dumbest thing possible and film it. That's, that's really my favorite thing, too, because you're able to see people's reactions like and slow it down to see like what was your decision making process where one woman out of like 15 people thinks i need to protect the children and goes and runs after and picks up a child whereas every adult male is like i'm getting the fuck out of here (laughs) that's when you need the john madden pat summerall telestrator where you can slow things down and circle people and draw the arrows of where things are going and you throw in a couple of booms, and it's a good time. I, I No, I absolutely agree. You're looking at this guy here. He's got one foot in front of the other. He is unstoppable, getting away to safety. Whereas we've got Helen here. She's got a mission. She is going to capture her man, man-on-man coverage, and get out of the end zone. You can't teach that. That's just natural skill. It's It goes so far beyond the fundamentals, Jordan. Um, but, you know, maybe we should uh, maybe we should talk about metal, I guess. that's That's our whole thing, right? That's why people are here, right? That and our sparkling wit and personality. That's one of the two, I guess. Uh, and you know what? There's nothing more metal I can think of than falling in reverse. <clears throat> That's right. Falling in reverse, folks. The number one metal band, unfortunately. You know, we we talk about this band a lot, uh, more than I, I think we should. Uh, but there's a reason for that. And that is, unfortunately, because they are one of the few bands... Uh, that exists right now in the space of music that may or may not have a guitar that does anything in terms of success. And that really, really chaps my ass. How about you? It's very unfortunate. Uh, As you would say, it's a dire situation when the biggest newer rock band in the world is this. This! Of all fucking bands, of all the bands that exist right now, this is the one somehow came out and, and did something and it's just not it's not fair it's not acceptable but here we are and we have to talk about it because i would say the biggest mover and shaker this week was falling in reverse 
with their new song. What is it, Jordan? Well, it's a new song in the sense that I guess they have never played it before, but it is a, well, I want to say it's a cover, but they don't call it a cover. No, 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 no. That would be too simple. That would be too gauche. <laughs> no, they're they're artists. Mm-hmm. And what they have done is they've taken Papa Roach's Last Resort and, in parentheses, reimagined. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, um... When you think about covers of songs that were big hits in the 90s being repurposed nowadays, what comes to mind? The first thing that comes to mind is usually for movie trailers where they inevitably be, take a pop song like mm-hmm. Britney Spears's Hit Me One More Time mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and just slow it down and put on a sad piano and maybe some cellos and really grinds my gears and grates every second that I have to sit through it. Like, I, I feel like the last couple of years were beyond parody with this kind of shit, where, you know, it used to be you uh, you'd get one maybe every couple of years, but now it's like every awful DC comic book movie that comes out is accompanied with, like, four non-blondes, what's up, slowed down, dramatic edition. <laughs> one of the most egregious ones was Nirvana's Smells Like Teen Spirit, with a woman dramatically singing, I deny you. It's just uh, <laughs> gross. Uh, I mean, like, I hate this. You hate this. Most of the people I know make fun of it. But there's got to be something behind it because we keep seeing it. So there is clearly an un, uh, a, a silent majority that is like, you know, I kind of like that. I think that's actually pretty good. I would like to hear more of that. Idiots without a single thought in their head. Uh, unfortunately, there are plenty of them. Roughly four million of them this week alone. Do you know how I draw that number? Because we're looking at the YouTube page right now. Looking at the YouTube page for Last Resort Reimagined has four million views over the last seven days. That is probably going to put it in the year-end list for us when we talk about lifted truck metal at the end of the year, unfortunately. I don't like using the term gaslighting. Mm-hmm. I think it's been way overused. It like started as a like real term, then became a Tumblr term, which means it then became a Twitter term. Yeah. And it's used to death. People use it incorrectly. It now means nothing because anytime someone like will point out your mistake and you say it's gaslighting. It means nothing. Yeah, we've been gaslit with gaslighting. In this case, the way people are reacting to the song, I hope people are doing that to me. I hope everyone's gotten together and agreed, okay, we're going to say we really love this song and it's emotional and it means so much to us just to freak out old people like Jordan and Joe. Yeah, this, this is that, <laughs> this is my version of gang stalking. Like everybody is watching my every move and deciding this is the thing that's really going to get under my skin. And you know what? They're fucking right. This is this is the Truman Show for 2023 when it comes to metal. Because like I can handle if it turns out <laughs> we were just messing with you. We're just joshing. Because there's no way that people actually think that. I I just my head can't handle that. This. Uh, you know what? I, for all the folks out there with kids in the car, I'm I'm aware that you're there, and I'm going to try my best to keep my my duty together here uh, because it, this legitimately it, it makes me mad. 
uh, makes me mad and red and nude online, and I'm going to try to not uh, not just blow up on everybody. But let's talk about this song for just a brief moment, if that's okay. Like, you listened to it. What did you think about it? Well, taking a step back, just going about the song itself, the original Papa Roach version, it's real basic new metal. Like, it's like on the same level as like a Nookie or Cold Chamber's Big Truck I in terms of like content. Like, I know... The song is about his friend talking about suicide. Yes, it is a heavy subject, but it was a very basic song even back then. It's uh, I did not like this song even contemporaneously when I was a huge fan of nu metal. Uh, I would have probably used a homophobic, homophobic epithet at the time to describe this song because that was the '90s. But uh, now I can I can say that you know because I have better words that the song is very childish, incredibly childish, actually. And Papa Roach had better songs than this one, but this was the biggest hit, their first hit, and they've been writing it ever since. Even after like changing their complete style and being guys and they're pushing fifties with face tattoos, this is. Still the big one for them. Um, there was no need to do a soft cover of this. No, 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 no. You know, I, th- I mean, there clearly was. Because <laughs> you and I th- look at this and we're like, this is extraneous, this is stupid, this is child there's an audience. Yeah, there's clearly an audience for yeah. this. Let's take this incredibly childish song from the 90s and let's add some pathos to it. Let's add some emotional heft in the form of slowing it down adding a twinkly little shitty piano playing the shitty little baby's first guitar riff line, and then adding the most unnecessary and simplified strings to of all time to this, especially in the form of, like, nuns in the video performing it. Masked nuns. Masked nuns. Like, it, it, all that we're missing here to make, like, a suicide cocktail for me is maybe a carnival barker announcing ladies and gentlemen at the very beginning of the video. This does have a lot of obnoxious tropes in it, and I feel like someone watched a little sleep token and a little ghost before this and said, this is it, this is our video. So a lot of people, you know, we'll get to it in a little bit, a lot of people have commented on Ronnie Radke's vocal performance on the show, but I would like to comment firstly on his physical appearance because that's a, <laughs> that's important to me. Uh, Radke himself is now in his 40s, uh, and he has updated his signature tattooed style by fully blacking out his neck, you know, and where he once had uh, individual tattoos there, it's in now a blacked out uh, sleeve, if you will, across his neck, which I think he'd done to hide his alcoholic bloat uh, double chin, but it's just highlighting it more and more like a bullfrog to me. <laughs> he also has it on the sides of his face now, too. Yeah, he does. It looks awful. You look like shit, my man. But uh, clearly I am alone in this one because lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of people think he's great. And this is actually wonderful. Uh, far be it for me to be a hater. I mean, no, that's actually... I guess that's my job here, but uh, I am hating. I am a hating-ass man on this one. Hate, hate, hate. <sighs> anyway, so what? Did, let's talk, I guess, his appearance aside, which is stupid. I shouldn't be doing that, but I will because I'm a hater. Let's talk about his vocal performance here. What did you think about uh, the, the emotional heft he added to this song? I cackled listening to this song. 
I didn't laugh. I didn't guffaw. I cackled. Like, I channeled my dad's laughter when he <laughs> saw something funny. Because with all of the studio help and sweetening and production that goes into all their songs. Yes. But heavily into this song. This He's struggling. This, He's struggling mightily. This song is smooth. It's been <laughs> sandpapered, man. <laughs> it is plastic for your ears. <laughs> Uh, and a lot of people are really uh, over the moon with his vocal performance, to which I, I say to you, let me show you how to use the Antares auto-tune. <laughs> it will change your life. <laughs> and you could probably easily find covers on YouTube from people who could actually sing just doing like bedroom stuff. And they, they will hit notes. Their voice will glide. They'll easily move from highs to lows. And... He can't really do that, and you can hear him struggling and getting a little bit throaty to hit the higher ones, and then like two minutes into the song, he goes real low for a second, and it's it's as fake as the entire green screen background of this video. That's an, I'm glad you brought that up, man, because this whole trend of the Falling in Reverse series of like multi-million view videos, they look awful. They look like the laziest comic book movie that you can imagine. Like going from Zombified, where the band is like launching their fake car into a fake dinosaur's mouth or whatever the hell that was, to this where he's standing on top of a crumbling fake building. It looks like shit. It looks like something processing the Unreal Engine in 2005. Uh, who is responsible for this nonsense? Well, in the YouTube description they give a lot of credits to people so i mean it's good that they're not ignoring everyone but it's a very big list including like a drone pilot is on here hmm. so that's nice that they get included but the director is jensen noen jensen noen are you are you familiar with him i am not familiar with jensen noen um i know that there are additional people involved here including one tyler smith or it's Smythe, one of those uh, idiot spellings of Smith, uh, who uh, s says that he's a uh, two-time Grammy nominee from uh, 2020. He's a producer, mixer, and songwriter that uh, gets some credit here. Uh, have you seen this guy? Have you seen what he's worked with? I looked up his actual website, which mm -hmm. is very obnoxious. Don't go to it. It managed to slow down my computer. Um, he's done lots of Falling in Reverse. Mm-hmm. Lots of I Prevail, uh -huh. lots of Bless the Fall, all these bands that tend to show up on these year-end lists that all sound the same and look the same. Mm -hmm. And then Sonic Frontiers. Now, Sonic Frontiers, uh, that that's not a band I'm familiar with. Yeah, I don't think they're on, uh, what was it, uh, Hell's Heroes this year. <laughs> it's, it's the video game. Interesting. Uh, in addition to Sonic Frontiers, he's also worked with such bands as Sonic Forces and Sonic Team Sonic Racing. <laughs> you just love Sonic. It means so much to him. It's a passion project. There is a breed of furry that is exclusively into Sonic shit, and it's one of the strangest like genres of people, I think. Do you think this is his thing? That he's just really... He's writing Sonic porn and doing... Weird pictures of, like, a pregnant Sonic being held by the Joker. Yeah. I, I mean, until we get additional information, that's what I'm going with on this guy. 
So, so I looked up Jensen Noen on Wikipedia just because I was curious. He's done some films, but nothing anyone has ever seen. Mm-hmm. But his main thing is music videos. And some of the bands he's worked with, Falling in Reverse, obviously, Bring Me the Horizon, I Prevail, Demi Lovato, Kim Dracula, <laughs> Ice Nine Kills, Pop Evil, Motionless and White, Hollywood Undead, Simple Plan, uh-huh. We Came as Romans, Spirit Box, Seven Dust, Crown the Empire, Asking Alexandria, I See Stars, Muir, it's all this type of band. It's it's all the it's shit. Like, it's the shit metal that we've we've been dumping on for fifteen years, essentially. It's like you know how Disney, the Disney Channel, has just been cranking out pop stars who like appear on their shows as teenagers, and yeah, then you know they become you know real stars and actresses later on. An anonymous uh, board of like uh, pedophile executives like assembles these child stars. That's what these guys are, right? <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. Uh, unconfirmed, but it's you know kind of stark to see it all in one place where the same group of five or six bands that all look and sound the same and all have music coming out around the same time and ending up with having tons of views and I guess success in some way or another. They're all in the same circle, but it's not like they're all from the same area. It's not like they're from the Bay Area thrash scene. You know what I mean? They didn't yeah. all come out together they're just all doing the same thing and i'm getting guided by the same people i mean they're all being produced by the same soylent green factory essentially uh really really awful stuff but as we mentioned uh our opinions don't matter nobody gives a shit what we have to say because this dog shit cover of a dog shit song is now at four million views and you know that's just that's just a portion of it. You know, if you're looking solely at this video, it's 4 million views. But if you're looking at the myriad YouTube reaction videos, it's got to be somewhere close to a billion, if you ask me. YouTube auto-populated, when I looked this up, I started typing in falling in reverse. And by falling in, it completed with reverse last resort reactions. I've never watched a reaction video in my life. Have you? A few, a couple years ago, mostly because I was curious to how people would react to a couple of songs. Um, but for the most part, like that, the interest has died long, long ago. After one or two, you kind of get it. And then beyond that, it's just a morbid curiosity. Will they like it? Will they not? Okay, they like it. I'm done. So it, it seems to me, because all I have to go with is these video titles and thumbnails, because I'm never ever in a million years going to click on any of these to see what some random jack-off thinks about falling in reverse reimagined lost resort uh last resort rather it's it's uh these people are trying their best to ham it up and one up trying to one up each other by like overreacting and it it seems awful it seems truly truly terrible uh, like let's let's just take a look at some of the things we've got here uh, we've got rappers reacting to uh, Falling in Reverse Last Resort. Uh, these Are these rappers you've ever heard of? No, that doesn't matter, but they are rappers. Uh, a producer reacts to it. Um, some guy who says react, who goes by reaction therapy uh, says uh, this is his reaction, his first reaction. Knox Hill. Do you know Knox Hill? 
I do not know Knoxville. I have no idea who the fuck that is. He's, he says, Ronnie is a genius. Rapper reacts to falling in reverse. Uh, Alex Heffner, whoever the fuck that is, says, Falling in reverse, last resort, is pure insanity, which I agree with, but not in the way that you mean it. Uh, some horrible lady making an awful crying face into the camera says, uh, Last resort, reimagine reaction. I can't hold back the tears, nor can I. Uh, another lady says, this song is an emotional masterpiece. Uh, let's see. We have Jacoby Shaddix, uh, reacting to it. Is there just dollar signs on his eyes? He's like, super cool, man. Thanks. Um, checks in the mail, right? Yeah. Uh, let's see. Singer reacts. Well, damn. Falling in verse, last resort, reimagine reaction in which it's, uh, a guy who goes by metal burb. Uh, who's like, wow, I'm looking crazy, touching my head and my sleeveless shirt. Fuck, these all people have the same stupid fucking poses. Ro- <laughs> so there was, there was like five, six years ago, the initial wave of people doing this found like some success mm-hmm. just because it was the, it would pop up in like recommendations. You would listen to metal videos, maybe you'd watch this. And I think some record labels uh, at least their promotions department like picked up on these people because it's good promotion for their artists so they i think they'd give them the time of day and help promote their stuff and to this day some of them still do it and i think that combined with like the tiktokification of social media and the trying to become viral and famous right off the bat is kind of fueling some of this you because they all have the same style of thumbnail too they all have the surprised face or open the mouth, mouth just open. like yeah. looking like an absolute dullard uh here's another one rock virgin reacts to falling in reverse and his little caption is like who wrote this ah you think he has a rock purity ring he wears i hope so uh let's see we have uh some somebody who goes by biscute saying his soul on display falling in reverse reaction we are stunned. We react to falling in reverse. That's Riker Road, whoever the shit that is. Bro! Falling in reverse, last resort, reimagined first reaction. It actually says bro there. Here's, here's the worst one I've seen. Are you ready for this? Yeah. She said it's a masterpiece. British couple reacts to falling in reverse, <laughs> last resort, reimagined. Oi, it's a masterpiece. Oh, it was dire. <laughs> it was so emotional. Uh, so all of these have probably like, I don't know, between one and 10 K views. I'm not going to click on a single fucking one of these. I don't give a shit about any of these people. You're all dirt to me. You're lower than the shit on my shoes. (sighs) So this is, this is what we're up against. Technically, this is our competition in the world of metal media. You know, this, I can understand that this song and this style and all that, like, isn't meant for us. Metal fans are just fans of music in general but if it was good or if it had something to it i could be more accepting of it Mm -hmm. i can say you know what it's not for me but i understand why people are into it i can see and i can hear what's appealing i don't get that with this song it's like read actual poetry listen to someone who could actually sing listen to a sad song (laughs) and maybe grow a little bit as a person to have some emotional depth this is a highly polished soft serve ice cream version 
of a silly, dumb, basic new metal song from 20 years ago. This honestly feels to me like somebody who's only ever eaten at a TGI Friday's eating a burger at Chili's for the first time. Like, bro! <laughs> a single tear going down your eye and falling into the chili con queso. Yeah. Um, it's, you can do better, man. Like, and, and that's the thing. Like, it just, like you were saying, it betrays like this just shallow, shallow nature of all of these people. Here's another one right here. Uh, Elder E. Monk says, this may be the best cover of a song since Disturbed released The Sound of Silence. That says it all to me, man. That was a billion view song. You think this is going to get to a billion? No, but I bet this will get to 20, to be honest with you. 20 million. That's my guess. Yeah, I could I could see that. Um, I mean, it doesn't have, I guess, the broader appeal of Sound of Silence and that it's a much older song from a different generation. Right. Who will listen to that? Like, your, your parents aren't going to be listening to this anytime soon, so it won't reach that plateau. But I do see in my uh, recommended section that... Papa Roach Last Resort squeaky clean version Ugh. has 200 million views. Ugh. And again, there are better songs from that era. Yeah, uh, I'm not even asking you to be like cultured or anything. I'm like, I- I'm not saying you have to listen to epicardiectomy or anything like that. I- I- I'm just saying like break stuff is right there. <laughs> I don't know. What what do you think is uh, the the, the greatest of the new metal tracks, the one that deserves to be slowed down and uh, and emotionally played on a piano? See, now it's just going to be me choosing something funny. Yeah, of course. Because, I mean, because initially I want to say like Slipknot Sick or Mudvayne Dig, Mm -hmm. just out of morbid curiosity to see it happen. Uh, So I'd really have to like dig deep and pull something that like probably people wouldn't even think of. So I'll just go with one of those songs instead. All right, that's fair. I mean, I think it would be Don't funny to have somebody... Dig, bury me mm-hmm. underneath. Boom, boom, ding, da, boom, boom, ding. I think it'd be funny, you know, if somebody just sat down, like a Tori Amos type sat down at the piano and was like... Uh, all day I dream about sex. Yeah, She's all... done Slayer Raining Blood. She did, yeah. I don't think it'd be that far off. You might as well have fun with it. Yeah, you push it. Yeah, <laughs> you push it. Big truck. Big truck. <laughs> we could do this literally for the rest of the show. And we might. Uh, oh, my analytics saying everybody stop listening right now. Okay, well, it's just us but we now. Have more, you have more new metal news. I do have new, more new metal news. I've got a lot of it, actually. Uh, we are in the, uh, I guess, midst of a new metal renaissance that has been promised for a decade, but is finally, I guess, starting to bear fruition, for better or worse. Um, let's talk about uh, somebody finally getting their flowers, so to speak, if that sounds okay to you. Uh, sure, we could talk about some flowers. Uh, Corn, do you, you know that band, right? Yes, yes, I do. Um, this is uh, this is something I saw on Twitter before Twitter completely shit the bed and stopped working for me. Uh, but somebody has leaked 
uh, some very exclusive new merch designs by Adidas, specifically like a Adidas X Corn crossover. And I gotta say, fuck, just now? Like, we should have been doing this 30 years ago, man. Like, yeah, back when they were popular. Yeah. I mean, I guess corn is still popular, but it's definitely, their heyday is far, far gone. But, you know, I remember from the first time I saw corn when I was like, 12 or whatever I was like fuck I want an Adidas tracksuit so goddamn bad uh, and you know if I could have bought one that said corn across it shit I would have you know I would have mowed yards for a month straight without a break to buy it <laughs> well now you can get your very own I guess now it might be a little not sure I would really want to wear this but I don't know I've seen some of these leaked designs they do look kind of sick including one that appears to be a uh purple velour track jacket i'm very interested in this one to be honest with you yeah he's worn that in some of their videos yeah um you know these are still not finalized Uh, this is all leaked information we haven't seen anything but illustrations but if this continues i must have it uh how about you do you think you'll uh you'll jump on this uh this crossover I already have like Adidas pants mm-hmm. and I was never that like super big into corn. I like, I'd never owned a corn album before. So, eh, I mean, it's good that they have this now. It makes sense. It is a little late, but, um, you know, people like to pretend that they're into new metal that were born in like 2008, but they might as well make a little bit of money off it and, you know, relive either your forgotten youth or, Pretend that this is what you always grew up listening to. So that's cool. I guess so. Um, I could, uh, yeah. I don't know. Is it weird for like a guy who's like pushing forward to be wearing the uh, the branded corn uh, Adidas tracksuit to like the community gym? I don't give a shit. I, I think I think that's fine. If people are going to be wearing it to the uh, Taco Johns and going to the Speedway and going to church wearing it. So I think it's okay if you blast your glutes at the gym wearing it. That's fair. You know, if uh, you're looking for somebody, if you're looking for me, it's going to be uh, me and the purple one uh, uh, buying a pack of cools and uh, scratching uh, <laughs> lottery tickets in line at your local uh, at your local uh, stop and shop. So uh, we'll see you then. Um, I wonder if this is, I wonder if this is trying to make up for losing all of their money with Kanye West after they cut him off. I mean, this seems like a risky maneuver, does it not? <laughs> these 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 fellows in Corn have had uh, I guess their fair uh, number of controversies. Uh, I, I don't know that it's a good idea to get in bed with these guys, but maybe they are a little bit older in years and hopefully settled down a bit. There hasn't been controversies lately, has there? Uh, I don't know. I haven't really kept up with them, to be honest with you. I mean, I read... A couple of their books, and like, even it's, which is again is ironic. I, I don't think any member of Corn has ever read a book themselves, and yet I've read multiple books about them. <laughs> Just menus, essentially. Uh, genuinely, uh, very, very dumb guys, but in a mu- way that's much more endearing than, say, you know, uh, Ronnie Radke. Um, yeah, maybe it'll maybe it'll be a better partnership than the uh, the Kanye one. Um, I mean, if you want a pair of Yeezys, I think that you could probably get a pretty solid discount now. It just reminds me of when Nike had a pair of sneakers, sneakers that I actually owned that they had to discontinue because on the back it said air in like flame letters and people had complained that it looked like it said Allah. 
What? And the sneakers are the sneakers are eventually known as Air Alas. So they discontinued them, but like I just happened to have the sneakers, and I kind of wish I still had them because I could probably sell them to some stupid sneakerhead for way too much money. Oh yeah, dude, I'm getting on like Soul Collector right now. Air Ala uh, Nike. The 1997. I see it. It does kind of look like Allah, to be honest with you. Uh, let's see. Where are we on uh, Hype Beast? Uh, I'm trying to buy these, man. Okay, here we go. You can get a pair of these Nike Air Bacon OG Allah Bands size 11s on StockX or on eBay right now. The best StockX I can get you is. 350 the best I can get you on eBay is $500. There you go. You should have kept them. That's pretty good for it was probably like $30 when I got them. Yeah, these these definitely look like they came like out immediately on sale at JCPenney's like uh and nowhere else. This was a a TJ Maxx special. Uh I think it was my local sneaker store. Thank you. Oh, okay. Sorry. Uh, so if you're interested in those uh, and you have five hundred dollars, you know, you can go ahead and get them now. Uh, but we're not done with the new metal news. There is one other thing here. Uh, speaking of big trucks, Coal Chamber. You see this with old Des Fafara? I see that they are real excited to go on tour with Mudvayne and play in front of people and put out new music, even though. 10, 12 years ago, after they reunited the first time, they're like, okay, we're done. That's enough. Thank you. Well, uh, yeah. I, I'm reading this, these quotes from Des Fafara here. He's saying, uh, you know, asked if uh, Cole Chamber was going to keep doing stuff. He says, we've been discussing it. And I take a sigh right there because the reason I don't want to rush anything, I said to them, you know, we booked incarceration, we booked Blue Ridge, Rockfest, and Sick New World. That's all we were going to do until Mudvayne hit us up and actually said to them about the Mudvayne run, let's not do it. Let's just stay friends. Let's do a few shows. But the point is, when we're all together, I realize that any problem we've ever had is gone. To think about it as any kind of continuing problem would be wrong. So, okay, cool. Let's do Mudvayne. And now let's talk about doing new music, which is very exciting to us. Because I feel like if Rivals, which we put out 12 years ago, if we put something like this 10 or 12 years ago, if Rivals had been released now with where the genre is and where I would say new metal is at this point, that record would be insane. We were 10, 12 years too early getting back together and releasing that record, in my opinion. But I guess it's always good to preempt what's coming down the line, and we surely did with Rivals. Agree or disagree, Jordan? I guess agree in the sense that there would be more interest now, I think, with whatever this minor new metal revival is. Again, I hate saying it's a revival. I think it's a nostalgia revival. Yes, that's exactly what because, it is. Because there's no new bands like really coming to the forefront. The best you have is like bands sort of kind of having a similarity, at least sonically, to some songs. Or being inspired by the bands because, you know, that's what came out when they were young. But, you know, back to Cold Chamber, I guess, yeah, if it came out now, there would be maybe a little bit more press interest and maybe you'd get some more purchases. But it wouldn't, like, go gold. It wouldn't be a huge hit. It might just do slightly better than when it came out in 2015. I agree with you on that. 
it's it's just like I remember when they put out that record in 2015, and my uh, reaction was why. Uh, and I guess if they release it now, it would be like, oh, because people might, uh, you know, put the kids in daycare to see you on tour that day. That makes more sense. Uh, I, it, it's, it's not, don't call it a comeback. <laughs> it's, it's a rapidly aging fan base is all it is. And the rest of the bands that are still doing it really need to team up like this Mudvayne Cold Chamber tour and just do that. Just in clubs. Don't do it in amphitheaters. And I think, was it Saliva and Drowning Pool are touring in a couple months? So it's like, yes, do that. That's the only way you're going to survive. I mean, I, I just feel like a lot of these guys are just shitting their pants with envy right now that Cold Chamber gets to go on tour with Mudvayne, whereas like Mushroom Head is like, what are we, chopped liver? We've been out here this entire time. What? Give us a call. <laughs> they never stopped. Just like Nonpoint, they never stopped. They are still going with like, one member left and a whole bunch of rotating cast of characters. But yeah, give some of these other bands that are either still chugging along or reuniting for a small tour. That's what Blue Ridge Rock Festival does. And that there's appeal to that. And people may not want to go see Taproot on tour, but if they're going to this festival anyway, they'll stick around and watch them and maybe buy a t-shirt. Maybe. But I mean, he... He had his heyday with Cole Chamber back when the new metal uh, original uh, wig was going. He made a lot of money with it. He worked very hard to get people to uh, try to accept him as not the Cole Chamber guy. And now he's like, fuck it, I'm the Cole Chamber guy. Give me money, give me money, give me money. <laughs> yeah, that's the way it's done. You see so many of these new metal bands. 10 years ago, just saying, oh, we were never new metal. We were doing our own thing. And now it's like, eh, okay, maybe we were. Just saying, I've seen you. I've seen you all along, Des Fafara. I was there. I saw you. Genuinely, okay, again, this is one of those things for the very young audience. But among the different new metal fans you would meet in the 90s, the Cold Chamber fan was the most obvious one because they were most likely wearing a mesh shirt with pierced nipples and a ton of garishly applied makeup. And I made fun of those people because Cold Chamber has always been a bad band. <laughs> and they had bad haircuts, too. That, too. Uh, so here we are with this still. Uh, big truck trugging along. Let's talk about some real music. Is that okay? I guess we should. 40 minutes into the show. I... Know that we, we've we never talked seriously about this project on the show. It's mostly been the butt to dozens of jokes. But maybe we should talk seriously about Zaster right now. Does that sound good? <sighs> seriously, huh? I mean, they're a band. <laughs> it's one guy. I mean, it's just, yeah, it's one guy with like a couple of guests, whatever. Isn't his real name Scott? Yeah, yeah, and he, uh, you know, he—it's not just like the the shitty uh, abrasive one man black metal thing. It's also he sometimes does acoustic. <laughs> he sometimes plays a piano with a single candle lit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've, I don't know. You, you a big fan of Zaster? I am not. Never have been. Never will be. The thing is with the the Scott name, it always makes me chuckle because I don't know if you've ever seen the X Men Evolution cartoon that came out in like the mid two thousands. I don't think so, man. 
well, you know, Cyclops, his real name is Scott Summers. Mm-hmm. And whenever Gene would Gene Gray would call out his name, I don't know if it was intentional or not. I think Gene Gray's character is from Massachusetts, but the actress doing her voice always kinda put a little accent on it and would say, Scott Scott so whenever I hear <laughs> Yeah, so whenever I hear Scott now, I just think, Scott! Scott here um, shared uh, a work in progress to uh, his Instagram the other day, which is, you know, as an artist, that's a, an emotional thing. You're, you're laying your soul bare for the world to see. Uh, so, you know, I understand, uh, but that's, that's the mantle you take on as a creative font. You know, sometimes people like what you do when you're going, ah! Yeah. And some people sometimes people don't like what you're doing. Uh, so this specifically, uh, June 24th, he posted uh, the lyric sheet for his latest track. Have you seen this? Have you heard of this? I have seen this, and I have a question. Mm-hmm. This is done on a notebook. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming college ruled. Maybe not. It's looking a little big. Perhaps that, that, that looks like uh, primary school lining. I think he's got. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. A, yeah. It's a, it's a little big, and I, I bring this up because does he have gigantic handwriting, or is this a small notebook? That's a good question. It looks to me, if I were to guess, that this is like the kind of notebook you had in roughly the fifth grade, and he has huge, huge, bubbly handwriting. He doesn't dot his eyes with hearts, unfortunately. Unfortunately, no. Uh, but this track, Blue, uh, what, what, do you, what do you think about it? Uh, like the color of the sky, right? That kind of blue. Uh, he blew WD but to die. Um, do you want to read uh, the lyrics for this one? Oh, so we're doing a dramatic reading? Oh, shit! It's time! We haven't done one in, I think, years. Um, yeah, I would say that uh, we're past due for blue. So, the way he wrote this, again, with this big child's notebook and his large handwriting... It's a handful of words on a line, but then like the sentence keeps going. <laughs> so I'm going to read it as it's written. <clears throat> For every time you've called me a disgrace, someone you hate has been coming all over your face. Hmm. This is all I see when I hear you speak. They run away, but call the rest of us weak. No more words might have been more unique. (laughs) Deflecting is nothing new. You can tell me I hate being me. More than I already do. Uh But what did you get for all those cocks you blew? Ooh, blue, I get it now. I've seen this in both men and women before. (laughs) Looking at each other and seeing a whore. Could a conscious be that easy to ignore? Is it easier to see if spoken in metaphors? Whatever you got out of it, It was never really yours. Mm -hmm. It was supposed to be available 
at all the finest stores. Damn. What did you get for all those cocks you blew? You tell me I'm nothing, but this is really the only thing you know how to do. Leaving the same old scar. I know where they'll go, and it won't be very far. Hating each other for what they lack, and for what they really are, thinking nothing of it. If love and hate are the same, you've tried to walk away from the mirror, without yourself to blame. Maybe it's a trust fund that affords you to play all these games. Fucking each other for things that no one else would claim, but everyone knows who you are. But who is everyone, anyway? If you had a voice, I'm sure you'd have nothing to say. You didn't need to shit on each other so many times to make me go away. But I've seen you enough times to know that you'll stay. I don't care how many pictures you take, or how many hands fist you, or how many you shake. Try taking that shit to the bank. Any job that doesn't pay you, I'd call it a mistake. <clears throat> there, there we go. That's that's uh, his his poetry there. Boy, that got terribly confusing there at the end. Yeah, he kind of lost the plot a little bit. The rhyming scheme went away. The handwriting gets a little bit more shaky and bubbly. Again, the sentences that end on one line, and there's just like one word on the next. Um, at this point, I'd like to point out that Scott from Zasser, or excuse me, Squat, <laughs> is 49 years old. No, 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 that definitely that checks out to me uh, for sure. I, I gotta say, like, trying to make sense of his rhyming scheme here is terribly confusing, and it's giving, that's an awfully hot coffee pot, should I drop it on Donald Trump? Maybe not. <laughs> spaghetti, spaghetti. <laughs> I, I, I understand, I guess, the general tenor that he's going for, and that he's mad at... What may be a man or it may be a woman, but it's definitely sexually tinged uh, that this person that he's talking to thinks that he is a loser and he thinks that they are a shallow whore. Uh, And I got to say, maybe both parties are right here. I don't know. What do you think? The thing is, with this style of music, you never need to put out lyrics. Literally never. I can't... Thinking about how many black metal songs I know and like, and how many lyrics I know of them, which is to say zero, absolutely none. And yet here we are, pictures of it on social media, proudly displaying like your C minus pop quiz on your refrigerator. It is very silly, very ridiculous, but there you go. That's who this person is that people think, uh, I guess, do people think he's grim and spooky, or is this pretty much what people have come to expect at this point? No, I think he could have gotten away with this, like, probably about 20 years ago, like, uh, when there was still 
you know, some uh, some mystique behind black metal and specifically like these one man acts like Zaster. That's so fucking far gone, dude. <laughs> like we're so beyond that. Uh, I think everybody kind of realizes this is Kiss, but even worse. I like I looked up his Wikipedia page influences. Connor has noted other one man black metal projects such as Burzum and Graveland yeah. as an inspiration for his singular approach. Sure. Why not? That makes that makes total sense to me. Um, I got to say, I don't I don't care for this one. What do, what do you think? I don't think this is going to get the same amount of views on YouTube as falling in reverse covering Papa Roach. See, that's what's wrong with today's generation. You know, you'd rather be listening to your slowed down acoustic covers of Papa Roach songs that were hits 25 years ago than uh, I don't care how many pictures you take, how many hands fist you or how many you shake. Uh, You try taking that to the bank, any job that doesn't pay you, I'd call it a mistake. See, that's poetry. See, if we had the time and felt like putting through the effort, this would be worth doing a YouTube reacts. <laughs> Zassler coming all over what? <laughs> Just my mouth. Surprisey face. <laughs> my mouth completely ajar like a total simpleton. Um, I, I th- I, maybe we should make the time to do that. Uh, we'll, th- we'll think about it anyway. Um, we'll, we'll workshop it for sure, for sure. Uh, in between the uh, angry react video that I've been working on with Liquid Death, stupid brand, uh, we'll we'll get to that too. We're not going to actually talk about that on the show right now. That's just a thing I'm going to be doing to uh, continue to fight that company. Um, one other thing before we close out on the show, you feel up to that? Yeah, we could do one more thing. Although now I do want to talk about Liquid Death what you're planning but we'll save it it's a teaser i mean sure yeah let's let's say that's a teaser for right now we got we got other things to worry about but we will be getting around to destroying liquid death don't worry about that um metal sucks or the ghosts of metal sucks they really ran a post that said metallica kids are heading on tour with their bands ottoto and bastardane now did you see this you think Bastard Dane's a shot at Lars? I assumed it was. Or like Dave Mustaine. Like Bastard Dane. <laughs> Instead of Dave Mustaine. <laughs> I it's a shot at both Dave Mustaine and Lars, if you ask me. Um so uh the thing is here, uh Otto, which has Ty Trujillo, which is Rob Trujillo, the bass player's kid. And Bastardane, which has Castor Hetfield, which is, of course, James Hetfield's kid, they're going to be touring together. Now, you and I did a whole fucking show about nepotism and metal, like, what, three weeks ago? Yeah, not that long ago. And we didn't have these fucking bands on there. Bothers me. Bothers me a lot, so we need to add this to our show today to offer an addendum to it. Uh, So these two bands are going to go across North America uh, together. Uh, playing a bunch of smaller venues, as well as a number of select Metallica weekend takeover shows opening up for Metallica. So, you wow. Know, yeah. How'd they swing that? Tough to say, man. Tough to say. Um, Otto, Otto, it's O-T-T-T-O, uh, front man here says, we are very excited to be going out 
on the road and taking Life is a Game to new audiences. That would be their new record, Life is a Game. Uh, just for fun, I, I pulled up Autotototo uh, on YouTube to hear what they sounded like. Um, and to be honest with you, it sounds like uh, the track that I listened to anyway. It sounds like a, a song you would realistically hear on maybe like the Tony Hawk 4 soundtrack, but it's not one you like. It's just one that's there. <laughs> it's a weird thing that combined with the other Metallica Kids bands, they're all like kind of garage rock. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, but like it's like polished garage rock, but not polished enough to make it sound good. Right, right, right. I in in terms of, we're gonna force rank this, okay? The the Metallica kids shitty fucking bands. Uh, I'm gonna put Ottototo at the top. To be honest with you, agreed. Uh, uh, I'm gonna put it at the middle there. Uh, Was it uh, Bangkok Hotel? Ta- <laughs> Taipei Houston. Taipei Houston. Uh, which would be uh, Lars's uh, dumb kids, and then at the bottom here, man, like in the sub basement, I gotta I gotta put Bastard in there. Uh, Caster Hetfield here says we love music and we love the boys in Atatito. Warning: mayhem, insanity, and ascension may occur. So based on that, you know, very, very cocky statement, I would say, I had to check out Bastardane. And now, guys, you do too. Let's listen to a little bit of Bastardane. What do you think about that? More like bad Sturdane. <laughs> yeah, that's not good. Out of all of the shitty amateurish bands we talked about on our nepotism episode, this has got to be the worst one. Like it's it's right up there with what was it, the Green Day guys kids band, but the difference was that they were like fourteen at the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's that's I was kind of functioning down at a child, but they had it coming. <laughs> you're, you're like uh, the Always Sunny episode where they're beating up kids in the street. <laughs> they have it coming. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, no, this is this is by far the worst one. I think this is uh, this is barely barely anything. I would say, and like the lyrical content of this. Well, coming coming from a shitty little rich kid, I gotta say the fucking balls on this little shit heel. Yeah, what exactly is the oppression that you're feeling? Like, is Dad not letting you take out the Maserati this weekend? I if I am just saying, if I see uh, Caster Hetfield in public, it is in fact on site for this song specifically. <laughs> just an atomic wedgie. Yeah, it's it's coming for you. He is going to be playing in Dallas at Three Links, August 27th, and I might just go see him. Uh, you know, we could get your press passes. Ah oh, man, I, re- I really don't want. I don't want to see these fucking bands at all, man. <laughs> this is shit. This is terrible. You, you don't want to sit down with them and interview them, just biting your tongue the entire time. <laughs> just asking them questions like, "So when your dad wrote Battery, that was cool." <laughs> so like, you know how your dad had Marianne Faithful in one of his songs? That was cool. That was super rad, man. Super cool. Super cool. 
who was the bitch that your dad was referring to that was not his bitch? <laughs> so your dad wrote the song Call of Cthulhu. That was cool. That was a cool song, man. That was a cool song. All right. Well, our time's up. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Uh, <clears throat> you gonna go? You gonna go see him when they come around? Uh, let's see. What do we got? Portland, Maine. Is that the closest one to you? I think that might be the closest one. And they're playing at Geno's, which is a venue I've actually played at in Portland. And uh, you know, if they're writing songs about like wealthy neighbors and being angry at them. I think they're in for a rude awakening going to Geno's because that place is a dump. I am looking forward to these guys learning what it's like to be on the road on all those days. They're not there with their fathers looking after them. I think that's going to be a very fun experience for all of them, and uh, I hope they can't get enough of it. With their big tour bus parked <laughs> oh, outside of these for sure. Like, uh, that might as well be a fucking target. <laughs> like... If you're looking to score a lick, look at the look at the fucking lineup for this. Starting at August fifth in New York, August sixth, Hartford, Connecticut. <laughs> Just handing out rocks to everyone outside. Come get some fresh new gear this summer at one of these fine venues. Um, You'll get the finest amps, the best flying V guitars, and all the merch you can resell that you can hold. A case of Fiji water. <laughs> Oh, there's liquid death on that bus for sure. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, man, I don't, I don't know that I can summon any more anger uh, this episode, so I would like to maybe close this up by saying I published uh, an episode over on the Toilet of Hell Patreon. Uh, do you know what that episode was? Oh, you know what? We should probably do finish this episode with a reading of something from one of the old magazines, shouldn't we? We probably should. By the way, we should finish that little plug before we do anything else. <laughs> Over on the Patreon, our latest bonus episode for your $5 investment, uh, you get to hear us go for about an hour and 30 minutes digging through 40-year-old metal magazines to bring you straight dirt. We have incredibly salacious details and the early feedback after publishing this was we should probably kill Nikki six <laughs> <laughs> among other people yeah 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 so uh, I'm glad that uh, the folks that uh, are already uh, listeners uh, have enjoyed that episode uh, get on there there's a whole bunch of other episodes there too and I work my ass off every single month making a quality mixtape for you. Please listen to those. Uh, again, I can't stress how much more time I put on those through anything else. Uh, please listen to them to validate me even a little bit. Okay. Continuing on, what do you got, Jordan? Here is a review from Metal Forces, I believe in 1980, or mid-80s, mm -hmm. maybe a little bit later. And it is a review for the band Tankard. Yes. The band we have talked about before. Mm -hmm. I like beer. All their songs are about beer. Mm -hmm. It's for the album Zombie Attack. Ah, more fun music from those always comical Germans. Yep, those folks who brought you World Wars 1 and 2 <laughs> have, have returned to disturb the peace with Tankard, a band that has about as much right to life as an avocado pit. What? This is thrash trash, pure and simple. If you want to play music that will annoy not only your parents, but your friends and enemies as well, <laughs> check this out. Tracks like Acid Death, Thrash Till Death, and Screaming Victims fit the bill. One star out of five. Damn. They are harsh on those tankard boys. 
But, you know, it'd be a few years before uh, I think they were collectively embraced as a fun novelty act that has still continued since that day. Never stopping, constantly putting out music, people ensuring or making sure that people think that they're good. Mm, I don't know about that. They're fun. And that's different from being good. (laughs) I suppose. Uh, so yes, if you would like more of that content, go over to the Patreon. Uh, we aren't really sure what we're doing for the bonus episode this month yet, are we? I suppose we could do more label ball. Oh God. Ugh. All right. We'll think about it. Uh, looking forward to a future episode here in maybe a week or two. Uh, we're also going to be doing Rob Halford's autobiography confess. So, Uh, Go to your local used bookseller if you want to read along with us there. Anything else you want to plug here? You can email us, toiletofhell at gmail.com, toiletofhellradio at gmail.com. You could like us on Facebook. You could follow us on Twitter if it's still standing by the time the show comes out. Oh, you and I are on uh, Blue Sky now, too. Yes, you could. It's following, right? You could follow us on Blue Sky. Yeah. Was it 365daysofhorror.com? B-S-K-Y dot social. Mm-hmm. I hope they change that eventually. Um, and you're Joe Thrash and Killed dot B-S-K-Y dot social. Yep. And you could like us on Instagram. Our DMs are open if you want to say hi or if you got any news stories. We are always around and love to hear from you. Yeah. Uh, talk some shit with us. Uh, share some juicy little tidbits wherever you come across them. We always appreciate that. Uh, And I appreciate you, listener, for, uh, again, sticking with us at this episode 9,444. So look forward to 9,445 next week. It is the slow death march to 500. We're going to do it. All right, everybody. We'll see you next time. Bye. Listening to 66.6 FM.
Radio, Radio. TOVH. The Flush.